Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. Is music a big part of your life? Let me tell you about Anchor, Spotify's podcasting platform. There are creation tools that allow you to easily and quickly record and edit right from your phone or computer. And best of all, Miss Stang, she is free. With Anchor, you can create a Music Plus talk show. With Music Plus Talk, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. Alongside talk segments featuring your commentary, Miss Day, this is revolutionary. This is the future. This is happening now. Music Plus Talk is a new way to create with all the music that you love. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's from music analysis, your own radio show, a hosted playlist, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something the world's never heard before. You can do it with Anchor Music Plus Talk. Anchor will even help publish your show on Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Got an idea for a Music Plus Talk show? Just head over to anchor.com fm slash music plus talk. That's anchor.fm slash m-u-s-i-c-p-l-u-s-t-a-l-k to sign up for Anchor and make your own Music Plus Talk show for free. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And And this this is Sibling Sibling Rivalry. Rivalry. This week, we discussed touring with famous drag queens. We also discussed racism in the drag community. And we find out what made Monet Exchange say this. And it was like a big, uncut monster. All right, <laughs> Monet. It is episode four of Sibling Rivalry Podcast. Yes, honey. <laughs> what, have, what have you been up to lately? I'm, no, no, look at you switching it up on the people. Let me tell you, Bob has been he, you. She is in a little mood today. She have a little attitude, but now I am absolutely not She's, in the mood. Yes, you are switching it up on the people. That's that's what did what what did I? By the way, I have my entire half the conversation recorded, so I can play it back and it'll be like, oh, Bob wasn't in any kind of mood. <laughs> so all of your stunts, your allegations, just like last week when I exposed you, when you swore up and down that you were a little miss choreography, then I posted the video. And folks were like, oh, never mind. Now Wait, I see what Bob was talking it? about. I didn't even see what you posted it. On my Facebook. I told you I was going to post it on my Facebook. Uh, Bob, you had... <laughs> I told you. You were like, no, nope, that never happened. I was never behind I on never any I never said that didn't happen on the podcast. I just, said I, just I, said I wasn't a beat behind. That's what I said. Which, by the way, I still have footage that shows that you were a full <laughs> fantasy beat behind this thing. In certain things, not everything. But I'm not uh, being mean and nasty. I am being mm. real, honey. Oh, God. Honey. The most overused reality TV saying, 
I'm not, I'm not rude. I'm not shady. I'm just real, bitch. Please, you are is, being real. Sometimes encompasses the full gamut of being nasty, rude, mean, and shady. Well, now we've already discussed that you want to be nice. You're the one who like really wants people to think you're nice and be friendly and just Bob, be the nicest oh little God. person. It's, it's not about me wanting people to. It's just that's just that is my natural disposition in the world. You, I'm not just trying so nice. to be nice. I am nice, and okay. you're just really mean. I'm not, because now you're literally living in the land of exaggeration. I am not mean. I'm not <laughs> obsessed with being nice. I would not say being nice is part of my demeanor, but I am certainly not mean. I want to take a poll of all of our friends, all the people that we know in common, and they have to rate you from being mean to being, um, what was it? Wait, what do you say you are? You say you're not mean, you're what? I'm, I didn't say I'm, I'm, I'm just not mean. So then what is the alternative? I mean, the opposite of mean is nice, but there's, the world isn't black and white. There's a gray area in this world, too. Well, if we, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being very nice, 10 being mean, you are absolutely at 8, 8.5, 9. If, if you think I'm so mean, why do you hang out with me? Because if I'm, so, if I'm oh. so nasty and so rude and so mean, why do you want to be my friend? Because I love that. Um, Lanithia Nene Leakes is a rude, nasty bitch. I, I'm obsessed with her, and I wish I could be her best friend. You think I'm like you think I'm as mean as Nene Leaks. You can be. You Bob, I know I know you for a very long time. You can you can get to Nene Leaks level very easily. But I have never threatened to hit you or pluck your eyes out or throw you in a fountain. <laughs> All things Nene Leaks has done. I do not you know I don't I don't I don't fuck around with violence. I am not a violent. I'm not into uh, threatening people with violence. And I know you're gonna bring up that I body slammed one guy. Yes, you one did. I guess, and I will be posting that clip on my Facebook after this podcast is uploaded. Of Bob you body slamming one guy one time, and all of a sudden you're a, a vicious monster. I'm gonna go on my Facebook. Listen, people, listen well. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm posting on my Facebook, on my Twitter, and on my Instagram of Bob body slamming a patron at Hardware Bar on 48th Ave. Oh shit, 48th Street on 10th Ave, New York City. This guy was just enjoying the show. Wanted to. Okay, greet Bob. that is a lie. He jumped up and he grabbed me. He jumped up. He grabbed me. I asked him to let me go. He did not let me go. And I felt like, well, I need to take this man into my own hands. And I made sure he got off me. I will never forget that day. I was just, because Crack and I have, we had our show directly after you. And I was just in the basement, painting my face, living my life, listening to some music downstairs. And then, <laughs> 45 minutes into your show, I hear the basement door fling open. And I hear you. And, and all I hear is, Monet. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? What happened? And you were like, I just have to get physical with someone. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, what? Because you know, Bob. If you don't know, Bob is always doing a bit. He's always doing a thing. Always, always thinks he's so fucking funny, which he is very funny. But it's sometimes at my expense. Anyway, so Bob comes and he's like, I just have to get physical with a patron. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, girl, I just body slammed. <laughs> <laughs> on the concrete floor of hardware, and I was gagging, Mama. But also, you make it seem like I literally just picked up a patron who was just sitting on his hands <laughs> and threw him to the ground. I took one step off the stage. He grabbed me. I was accosted, is what happened. Oh, my. You are being so accosted, girl. I, you are not I accosted. I was accosted. I, I stepped off the stage. I was accosted by a patron, and, oh I was, and he would not goodness. let me go. And I was like, can you please let me go? He did not let me go. And I was like, all right. I gotta. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some shit here. 
Bob, first of all, he was literally a fifth of your size. You were not being accosted by a fucking literal munchkin. Money, everyone's a fifth of my size. Also, if he, if the definition of cost, approach. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Boldly or aggressively, I would say I was accosted. <laughs> you know, if also if you did not know this about Bob, Bob is the queen of semantics. Like he says, her name would be Samantha Tix. She <laughs> loves. Semantics. You love a fucking semantic. By the way, the definition of accosting is... Well, listen, words have meaning for a reason. It's like I said, back when uh, Beyonce's song used to go, Diva is a female version of a hustler. Like, no, no, Diva has a definition. You can't just redefine what Diva... Or folks would say, that's not what that's not what I that's not what I consider the definition. No, definitions aren't up for consideration, okay? <laughs> definitions are definitions. You are so... Ri- I, I literally... Sometimes I, I'm... Like, I am literally flabbergasted about how ridiculous you are. You are so ridiculous. Well, anyway, so long story short, to wrap it up, I did... It wasn't a body slam. It was more of a hip toss. Um, oh, so I now did, she's Miss... So now she's Miss Judo Queen 2016. <laughs> I have the sash and the crown to prove it. <laughs> it was more of a hip toss. And um, I did take the man to the ground... <laughs> and uh, I will say he never came to my show again. <laughs> so there it is. Bob is mean. Anyway, moving on. What have you been up to? Uh, girl, I'm still in rehearsals. I mean, we've been rehearsing so long. It's starting to feel like I'm rehearsing for a play that's never going to open. Like, it it feels crazy. But I know we're going to open. We're going we're gonna to be doing our show in about 15 days. We'll be performing. Work. Oh, really? The first show was in 15 days? We previews. We open for previews in 15 days. We have two weeks of previews and the official open. Work. Do you feel like you guys are going to be fucking, are going to slay the game? Honestly, these are great actors. This is a great technical crew. This is a great staff. I mean, these costumes are lit. The whole thing. It's a really, this is the, the most professional play I've ever been in, for sure. What about um, The Wizard of Oz? Uh, XL. Girl, I'm not even about <laughs> to entertain. Um, when, when you when you do big productions like when you've ever done like in college or high school or stuff, did you ever like try to steal props? I I I love stealing props. No, I never stole props from my college. I will say that I, I have stolen clothes from movies. I've done though. Oh, from movies and TV. Shows. I stole clothes from Playing House. I stole the entire. If you ever watched Playing House, I was on the the, the season finale of episode of season three, and I stole that entire outfit I wore. Um, and by the way, in my defense, I was like wearing it like, oh my God, this outfit is so fierce. I love this. It's a really nice piece. And then the creators of the show walked up to me and they were like, take it. I was like, what? They were like, put it in your bag and take it. And I was like, oh my God. They were like, listen, they didn't renew our show. Fuck them. Take this shirt. Take my pants. <laughs> take the tie. Take everything. And I fucking just work. I, I sissy that walk right out of that trailer. My backpack was busting at the seams, girl. <laughs> <laughs> work hashtag reparations i think it was lennon lennon walked in and she was like take this shit run with it run girl um <laughs> now I, now i'm crazy i feel like i don't i can't remember honestly at this point how much i was traveling by this point during my season but i feel like y'all aren't traveling as much do you think the market is oversaturated with rupaul's drag race girls oh i think that that is absolutely a thing i feel like there are just at this point there are now 128 of us you know what i mean and um, also, we're fresh off the heels of, of, of All-Stars 3. So, I feel like there are just... 
there are just too many girls, girl. There are too many fucking girls. So I feel like bars and stuff, they're gonna wait until deeper into the season to start to really, like, because in, like, May and stuff, like, that's when my calendar gets, like, pretty busy. I mean, it, even still not as busy as, I mean, girl, you were traveling immediately. Like, yeah. you were gone. But, I mean, also, back, back when I was on RuPaul's Drag Race, um, I mean, there were only, uh, there were a hundred of us. And I guess adding another 28 girls to the mix, and then not only another 28 girls, but two ep- two seasons of All-Stars. So you're essentially revitalizing the careers yeah. of the girls who were on before me. Yeah. So I feel like bars are, are just, they're, just, they're waiting. And... Um, I, even even like even though in season nine they traveled they didn't they definitely didn't travel as quick as you guys did but they still traveled more than we are doing right now. You know what honestly you know what I honestly think it is. What honestly I what? think it's these these tours like these Peter and Murray tours. Yeah. Which I did three of them, <laughs> so I mean I'm not here to like, but it's these tours they're so big and a lot of them have a clause that you can't perform in these towns. Months before or months after. And on top of that, no one's going to come and see the girls. Like, if you can go see Monet Exchange down at Brandon's Bar for 20 bucks, or you can see nine girls from the cast of season 10 for 40 bucks, it's twice the money. You get eight times the girls, nine times the girls, and p- people are going to go see that instead, you know? Yeah, that's true. Sure. Which is why um, I'm working a lot right now, and you and I talked about this, of, of building, of taking a brand off of my one-woman show and doing that because I feel like taking a page from Bianca's book and people like Trixie who tour, like, it's just themselves. Like, you you build up the market, you know what I mean, for yourself, and you're able to tour on yourself and make the same amount of money. Or, I mean, make three times more the money that, that, that you would if you just did a tour uh, with a whole bunch of girls. So well, I, I mean, but, Trixie, uh, but, go ahead. And I, I, but I want to take your advice too. Your advice <clears throat> is Simone, do everything once. Because that's how you know what you like, what you don't like, and what works for you. So when those opportunities do present, I want to do everything once. But I definitely want to start doing, um, branching off and doing things like a one woman show on my own and kind of spreading my brand that way. And I will say, you know, Trixie and Bianca started off doing those big tours too. I did uh, the Christmas tour with Trixie. Right. Um, and Bianca did the uh, Battle of the Seasons tour. So right. those, and, and Bianca is, still fills in every once in a while and does work the world with Brendan Boss. Yeah, yeah. Now to the folks listening who doesn't know what all this stuff is, so there are these big tours that travel the world, literally the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest ones are, um, the, the, it's the season tour, which is usually done by a group called MP Presents. And they also do the Haters Roast, which is MP Presents. And they do... Uh, Drag Queen Christmas. That's MP Presents. And then you have PEG and Voss Events who do Christmas Queens. Right. And uh, Voss Events does Work the World. I would say Work the World is probably the biggest one. It goes like... And it's so good. I mean, honestly, but I, I've never seen a, um, a Peter Murray tour, but I went to go see you in, in Work the World, and it is... I mean, it is... It's fucking fierce. I will say I've done Peter Murray, and I've done Work the World, and Work the World is... Honestly, it's the it's the most it's the best drag show I've ever been a part of. I'm not even saying that because I'm doing it again <laughs> in the fall. <laughs> it's fucking serious. But it really but, is it's it's the best drag show I've been a part of. They really uh, uh, Brandon Voss really invests in the queens and the costumes, yeah. the backup dancers, the visuals, the videos. It's like a it's a really big fierce production. 
Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I I can't wait to 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 see a Peter Murray one, and to also see who else. P PG does one too, right? PG does Christmas Queens, which Christmas is Queens. PG does it with with boss events. PG used to do Battle of the Seasons. Battle of the Season girls, Ride, the bots tours, which doesn't happen anymore. PG Battle of the Seasons was essentially only girls from PG, which is PG. my management company. Right. And Monet is with uh, Neverland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would, but, but back to your point, I think that the market is a bit saturated right now because when your season started, they weren't, they didn't have all these tours, did they? When there was I, bots. Back when I was young, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> or um, Carol Channing. The, the, we did, uh, there was only about, there was literally only Battle of the Seasons and the season tour. So Peter Murray did a tour in Battle of the Seasons and Christmas yeah. Queens, but there was yeah. no work the world. Oh, also, but girl, the, the year I was on, there was all these tours launched. There was Battle of the Seasons, there was Drag Queen Christmas, there was Christmas Queens, and there was also Divas of Drag at the time, which was a tour that Mimi I'm first uh, put together. Okay. That's the infamous tour where, uh, where Alyssa Edwards quit the tour and she called everyone on the show the B-Cast. Did you hear Work. about this? Trixie told this story on uh, Hey Queen. She, Alyssa called everyone the B cast or the D cast <laughs> and then stormed out and, <laughs> and just like whoa. And Trixie told, told that story on uh, Hey Queen, which just tickled me all the way. But I mean, you tell me stories about those tours all the time, and I just can't wait to go and just witness them for myself. Because honestly, being a big fan girl of the show, seeing all these personalities and girls that I think are fucking fair to see them acting a fool behind the scenes is like what I'm there for. Yeah, I've seen the girls act a fool. I have seen the girls act the fool. And uh, <laughs> I think it's a combination of, like, not sleeping, working really hard, being on the road, and then, like, drinking, and then, like, drugs, and just, like, then they become animals. <laughs> they do. And I don't, you know, I, you know, I don't touch the stuff. I never touch the hooch. Um so I, I I I usually have my wits about me, and I'm trying yeah. to think: Have I ever had a diva moment on the road before? Where I like yelled. I at find that I I know you have, and you may not remember. I of course you have. No, I mean I got to I've gotten to arguments. I've gotten to argument with Alaska before. Did you really? Yes, I did. So what happened was we were coming down. What uh, happened was. So what happened was we had to be down at the bus at 4.30 in the morning. And I was there. I was at the bus, but I was, but everyone wasn't down yet. So I was at the back of the bus talking to Louise, like standing behind the bus uh-huh. and loading up my stuff. And I think I was talking to the driver. And then I just moseyed my way onto the bus, and it was about 4.34. I remember it specifically was 4.34. <laughs> God, come on, details. Well, this is why that's important. Because I got on the bus, and then Alaska set up, and she goes, the call time was 4.30, Bob. And she was, <laughs> I thought she was joking at first. I was like, she must be kidding. And she goes, I said, girl, it's just four minutes. I said, and plus, everyone's not even here yet. I was here. I just wasn't on the bus. And she goes, well, I wish I had four minutes to do whatever the fuck you were doing in your room. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, um, Okay, and then I was like, "Well, Alaska, you, I don't know if you recall this tonight, but you were actually late in uh, when we did uh, the show in Canada. You were about thirty minutes late." So and then we started going back and forth, back and forth, and then she was like, "Whatever." And then the rest of the girls came down. We went to the airport, right? Uh-huh. So I am oh, mad. There's I can't, more. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. I'm mad. I am upset, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, the next time Alaska does anything wrong, Miss Thing, I'm going to let her have it. 
<laughs> the, the very next day, I am sitting on the bus and, Ala- and the time rolls around and Alaska's not there. And I'm like, mmm, this tastes delicious. <laughs> this, is going to be, this meal will satiate me. So I think 25, 30 minutes later, Alaska rolls onto the bus. Uh, and Jinx brings her on, but Alaska's like wasted. So she's rolls onto the bus. And I'm like, oh, Alaska. I wish I had 30 minutes to do it. I couldn't get the sentence out. Alaska was down asleep, not listening to a word I was saying. Right. And I was like, I wanted to argue. <laughs> <laughs> she was out. She was down. She was done. Okay, then, but girl, let me say that Bob is. A, if you do not know, Bob is a very vindictive person, and Bob will not <laughs> finish an argument until he is ready to. I got into an argument with Jinx on the road one time. I've been arguing with Acid Betty and uh, well, Acid I'm, Betty. That is not hard to believe, girl. I got mad at Acid Betty one time because she interrupted me during my set. On uh, she kept inter- her and Latrice kept interrupting during my set on uh, the Haters Rose. Mm-hmm. So I text them because I had to leave. And I text them, I was like, yes, please not interrupt me when I'm doing my set. I didn't interrupt you all. And then that was a whole and that was a whole thing. But me and Asa Betty ended it. And every argument I've had, though, we've ended it quite amicably. I mean, me and Alaska are still cool. We did yet another dig after our little snafu. Me and Which is available on iTunes. Available on iTunes. Ding. Um, <laughs> And me and Jinx had gotten to an argument, but we've uh, we did P Town together. Uh, we shared a dressing room anyway in P Town. Um, but I'm I, I've also, but I'm not really I, I'm I'm not really a grudge holder. I don't really hold a grudge. You don't. I would say that you do not hold grudges. And it's because I prefer to see a conversation through all the way to the end, as opposed to just being like instead of just letting it float around. Like we're going to talk about this. We will resolve this. And by the time it's all done, we've resolved it. We chill. We cool. And we can go back to business. Well, you you will you don't hold grudges, but you will bring it back every fucking time for no reason, just randomly, like oh well, Monet, but did, did, when you did the did did did, and I'm like, all right, Bob. Every time you give an example to me, I always turn to Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> you know, like Bob, like every time. Because I don't have a, as good, you have a very good memory. You remember random shit all the time. And I really sometimes don't understand how you do it. But you, like, remember fucking small details. And my brain, I have a lot going on. I'm on season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I don't have time to remember all of those things. Are there any places you're really, really looking forward to going on the, on the, like, any place you've seen the, the girls go that you really want to go to? Oh, well, two. Number one is Australia. I'm very intrigued, like, I'm very, like, excited about going there. I just think Australia is a really cool place. Um, a comedian that I really like, Joel Creasy, is from Australia, and he always talks about it in his sets and stuff, and I, I'm really... And also, Australian guys are really hot. And also, the UK, because... I, I say this story, and it's a very true story. The biggest penis I've ever seen in my life was a man. His name was Phil from the UK, and it was just like a big, uncut monster. It looked like three Dr. Peppers, like, duct taped together. Well, that's, not, like how they all, that's old, not how they all are in the UK, just so you know. I know, but, you know, but now I, that's what I have in my mind. I want to go to the UK. And also, Chelsea Handler went there recently, and she had a great time. So I want to go to the UK. And I want to go to Wales and, like, fist a sheep or something. Well, is in the UK. Wales is in the UK. Um, that's what I said. Wales. Wales in the UK. That's, that's why I want to go there. Yeah, I performed in Cardiff in Wales, which was kind of cool. My favorite place I've been by far uh, outside of the country is, hands down, Braz- uh, Rio in Brazil. Brazil? Why? Well, Brazilian men are hot. 
Yeah, oh my god, I would love to go to Brazil. What am I saying? Brazil, yes. Oh my god, I forgot about Brazil. I want to go to Brazil so bad. I mean, Brazil was lit. Like, the the food, the people, the... the you know, I don't even like beaches. I went to the beach in Brazil. I played volleyball on the beach. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. And all the men are gorgeous. Even the fat guys have six-packs. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to go to Brazil, girl. Oh, and you know what? Any it's just, bitch... Take me to fucking South America. I want to go to Chile. I want to go to go to fucking Bogota in Colombia. I want to go to fucking Peru. Like I, yes, yes, yes. Take me there. Um, now speaking of uh, South America uh, and uh, Central America and uh, the Caribbean, we were having mm-hmm. a discussion recently, you and I, about Amara La Negra, who is um, oh my god obsessed. Who is this gorgeous, gorgeous woman from Love and Hip Hop Miami? Who, by the way, looks like Mayhem. She does. Her mayhem look, especially what 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 mayhem wore to the our press premiere thing in New York City. Yeah, it was wild. She really looked. She really looked like mayhem. 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 Really. Looked, I don't know who's older. Probably mayhem. Um, but she really looks wow, like. Wow, Bob. That's not shade. She probably mayhem. Probably is. I know that mayhem's older than I am. I can find is she? out how old. I, yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, she doesn't look it. She looks really good. No, um, mayhem looks. Looks really good, and I'm a Negra, Negra is 27. I was looking it up too. She's 27. Yeah, so man, oh my god, me and Mamara are the same age, but there's so many differences. Um, <laughs> can I just say, Amara Negra, it's like I'm not even trying to like pump, pump her up or like Amara, she is one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life. I agree, she's absolutely gorgeous. Her and a Trace Lissette, Trace Lissette is one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in the world. Trace Lissette is also very gorgeous. These are both very, very beautiful women. Um, yeah, I gag for the first time I saw Marlon Negra. I, I remember feeling like, oh my god, I am stopped in my tracks. This woman is so gorgeous. Right. Also, out of drag, Mayhem looks like Octavia Spencer. <laughs> you said out of drag? Yes. <laughs> like uh, in drag, she looks like a Marlon Negra. Out of drag, Mayhem looks like Octavia Spencer. It gags me every time I see it. And she posted a picture on her Instagram. Um, a couple of weeks ago, a picture of half her, half Octavia Spencer, and I was like, oh my god, I can't even deal with this right now. Well, I mean, when I had turned you on to Miss Amara, you had no idea that you would fall in love with her this hard, did you? I don't, I mean, did you turn me on to her? I can't remember. I, I just think she's gorgeous. By the way, I have never watched uh, Love and Hip Hop. I, Same. I, I, have, I have listened to her music, though, which most of it is in Spanish, so I don't even understand what the hell she's talking about half the time, but... But what she talks about a lot and like her and her, her platform that she's chosen is the issue of colorism in Latin and black communities. And it is very real. And I feel like it's something that white folk don't necessarily think about or even know is a thing. But colors, and then not just Latino and black, but in also in Asian, in lots of Asian communities too. It's just, honestly, it's just a worldwide thing that when you are darker skinned in a certain community and there are people who have lighter skin in that community, that the darker skinned folk are just not as great as the other ones. With the ex- with the exception of the white community, because white people love white people with tans, pale white people are bad. But in, um, but I think with every other ethnicity, oh my god, that's so the, funny! I never thought about that. Oh, it, with every other ethnicity, the lighter you are, the better you are. With the with the exception of whiteness, is not. Oh all? my god, I never thought about that. Um, and you know, uh, I, I have a lot of, uh, uh, Kim, she was telling me about how, you know, a lot of times when you are Asian, that your parents don't want you to get dark. Like they do not want you in the sun. They don't want you in the, they don't want you to get dark 
because um, once you have dark skin in the Asian community, you're looked down upon. There's that whole um, I, I, I don't know what her what her um, the Brazilian woman who got her like her like her titles and stuff stripped from her because she was because uh, oh it was the Carnival Queen thing. She yeah um so she you know Brazil has this big carnival queen thing that, that that they do every year and like like one person reigns supreme like she's like the carnival queen like she's like this and it's this huge figure that is like celebrated a lot in Brazil like this person gets all these endorsements and she's basically like the ambassador of Brazil like flown all over the world because you win this carnival queen thing well it has always gone to a caramel like like what you think of a Brazilian person like traditionally like a caramel light skin person this person has won for as long as the pageant has been around cut to i think it was 2013 or 2011 something like that 2000 it was 2013 2013 this woman who was dark-skinned won the brazilian queen and she was so she won this huge thing in brazil that has never ever 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 gone to a dark-skinned person girl the country was in an uproar they were like absolutely not how dare this dark-skinned girl win and they, like people were like raging against the machine so bad that they stripped her of the title and gave it to someone wow. like They full on Alyssa Edwards that hoe. <laughs> so it's like they were so disgusted by this dark skinned person winning this title. Who is mind you, she is a thousand percent Brazilian. More yeah, her name is her name is her name is Justina. Justina. Um, no, Justino. Oh, Justino. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm almost. That's her last name. Her name is oh, Nayada Justino. Nayada. Oh, that's such a beautiful name, Nayada Justino. And yeah, so like this woman who's a thousand percent Brazilian, born and born and raised in Brazil, grew up in Brazil, went to school in Brazil, went to high school. Blah, 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 blah. She won the thing fair and square, and they were like, "Absolutely not! You are too dark. Like we're taking this title away from you." Well, I mean, outside of uh, outside of uh, Africa, Brazil has the largest black population in the world. Are you serious? Yes, they do. How do you know this? See, Bob always knows these weird facts. How do you know that? I just looked it up, and it just—it is—it is, it is what it is. I mean, where, where it is, I just know. I mean, I've, I've looked it up. It says, and it also says right here, Brazil may be home to the largest population of people of African descent outside of Africa. Oh, but it wow, doesn't mean that so racism crazy. is still. Yeah, it's wow. Oh my God, let's move to Brazil. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why, girl? Well, like, I, I like New York City. I'm not moving to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brazil, but I'm not moving to Brazil. But also, I, I don't feel like, in, even in New York City, I don't feel like I've ever met a dark-skinned Brazilian person. Like, you know, we, we, we both worked in bars in New York City, um, pro- heavily populated by Brazilian men, and I don't think I've ever, ever met a dark-skinned Brazilian person. Well, when I went to Brazil, you see a lot of black people. Wow, that's so crazy. And also, but too, but there's an issue with um, a lot of times in Brazil and in in these countries like Cuba and Brazil, which do have black people, like people as black as me, right. um, but they are underrepresented in the media and they don't get yeah. out as much. And also, people who, like a lot of the black people in Brazil live in fla- uh, favelas, favelas, which is like um, a Brazilian ghetto. Got it. And they're you know terribly, terribly impoverished. Um, and they aren't always given the same opportunities as um, the lighter-skinned people. And uh, recently there was a woman in Brazil named um, Mariel Franco mm-hmm. who uh, was killed, um, and she was, like, one of the main people fighting for the rights of people living in favelas. Well, you know, that is, um, to, to piggyback off of that, that's part of, like, Amara 
Amara La Negra's whole platform is that, you know, because she was recently on this, that fucking show, which I, oh, I, I call it that fucking show, but I watch it, listen to it all the time, because it's also always very interesting, The Breakfast Club with Charlamagne the God and all them hoes. <laughs> Angela and um, Charlemagne, whatever, and uh, and she was on there talking about like because Charlemagne was hell bent on like, girl, what are you talking about? There are there are there are lots of dark skinned women in, in the media. Look at you. Look at this and that and the other. And then Amarla and Amarla Amara Amara La Negra's point was, yeah, you see them a little bit, but she was like that is, but that is not representative. Like what you see is not representative of the actual amount of dark skin. What she's saying is statistically the people who represent black Latinos in the media is not the, the representative of this number of people <clears throat> exactly. that there are black Latinos. But which is true. If you look at black Latinos, the main ones I think, when you think of Latinos, most people I think of are like Celia Jennifer Cruz. Lopez. Oh, yeah. The Celia Cruz, is, no, when I think of Latinos in general, I think of like, Jennifer Lopez is probably the first Latino that pops into my mind, honestly. And then also, I'm a theater geek, so I, I lean toward John Leguizamo. Um, Selena. And then, say again? Selena. Selena, who are all light-skinned Latino people, or brown-skinned Latino. Well, I would say too. Celia Cruz, too, girl. People, what do you think of Latino? I think, I think, maybe because I'm a drag queen, I hear her music a lot, but I think Celia Cruz immediately. Well, I will say, once I started doing drag, I heard a lot about Celia Cruz. The same. Who was essentially just a drag queen. Oh, like, girl, she, seen, is, she was lit as fuck. Yeah, one of her full, like, big blue hair performing <laughs> in a full drag regalia. And also, I mean, but she was also a black Cuban. Yeah. Um, and, she, and she had a lot of great music about being, I mean, she had a great song called La Negra Tiene Tumbao. Yeah. Which means the black girl has it, basically. Yeah. Well, and also, how come no one has ever done Horn Snatch Game? Someone has done Southern Cruz Snatch Game. Who? Lenaisha <clears throat> Sparks did it, and she did a terrible job. Maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe you do sell a crew for Snatch Game. Maybe, maybe you don't even make it to Snatch Game. Who knows? <laughs> Wait, Bob, I have a question. Do, do, you, do, you think, do you think I made it to Snatch Game or not? Of course. I think you made, I think you made top four. Work. I believe in you. Um, also, by the way, just so you know, I had to edit out a spoiler from last week's episode. Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. What, what did we say? It was you. I didn't say nothing, Miss Thing. You said something. And did I, I really? Like, oh okay, tell me yes, after. I'm really just curious to know what I said. Uh, I was like, oh my, I was like, oh my god, girl, you are so messy right now. <laughs> um, I wish that we could get Lamara La Negra on this podcast. I would die. Okay, if you're listening, please at Amara La Negra tell her we want her on Sibling Rivalry podcast. Yes. Is that. That would be a real kiki, a cackle, a kiki, and a, and a gaggle of a Google. Drag queens love her. She's like, I mean, everyone loves her. She's fucking perfect. Well, drag queens are obsessed with gorgeous women. Like, right. drag queens love gorgeous women. They also love really powerful, strong women who have a, 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 a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a, an aggressive personality. Well, I think that's just that's just the general population. People people don't love Nini because she's nice and sweet. We love her because she's aggressive and like ridiculous. Do you have any favorite Nini leaks quotes? Oh, girl, you know what they are. Okay, uh, you want to go first? Or you want to say your favorite Nini leaks quotes? You say yours first. Okay, because you uh, take I think my, my shit. favorite Nini leaks quotes is uh, is when she's when she's yelling at Latoya Jackson. <laughs> On Celebrity Apprentices, and she goes, "You are a very old lady. You need to play your age and not twelve. 
<laughs> you only got this part because your last name. That is what I mean. You are a very old, old lady. lady. <laughs> <laughs> just like just 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 a playground playground reads girl. A star with her bullshit. Shit. My favorite is when they are, it was, I think, season six of Atlanta Housewives. They're on the bus. It's her, Kim, and all of them. And then Kim had called her her assistant, like, a slave or her helper, like, it's like, like in jest. And Nene was, like, she, she got she got tight about that. And then she goes, something, something, something. I'm going to take them eyes and pop a Roger face and throw them in the river. Bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> I also love when, um, when, uh. When oh, a quote that we always say all the time is probably the best Nene Leakes quote, and it's so subtle. It's when she goes, so nasty and so, so rude. rude. Yes, girl. Or just, <laughs> wow. Oh, wow, Nene. No, that was Kim. Kim, Kim said that. Wow, Nene. Oh, right. Girl, I was kidding. That was Kim. But it was a reference. Wow, to Nene. Nene. So whenever someone says something stupid, I always go, wow, Nene. Wow, Nene. <laughs> Immediately, because she has had such a, an impact on the gay community, she doesn't even know. Well, Andy Cohen called you Nene Leaks when you went up on um. He sure did, girl. He sure did. I was like, bitch, I want, I want, I went on his fucking show and I won best Nene Leaks impersonator, 2015, and then I came right down to the monster and look queen, and you read my garment. I think I made your garment, Monet. No, I made that green velvet gown I wore. No, you wore a black one, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did wear the gat one. You, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I did not read that garment. I made that garment. You I think did. you, 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 you really mix up your stories. <laughs> <laughs> you have made me a villain, even in stories where I have spent my time sewing for you. Somehow, you have still crafted this narrative where I am a bad guy, even though I fucking made you a garment that you went on TV and you won some competition in. Okay, you also you didn't make it for me. You made it for yourself and I borrowed it. So let's just That doesn't clear. matter. You 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 probably still have it to this day. I sure do and I still wear it. So, so you would it kill you to say, "Wow, Bob, you helped me with something." <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you say, "You ran me." No, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Absolutely not under no circumstances. Do you have do you have any experiences of of, of, of colorism in the black oh community? Oh my god. Do, Okay, well, let's talk about racism in the drag race community real quick. Colorism in the in the drag race community? Yeah, I, racism in the drag race. Yeah, I believe... I mean, let's talk about specifically about racism in the drag race community. I honestly... I personally... I personally believe that um, in terms of racism in the community, it does not come from RuPaul's Drag Race, but the fandom does oh, have a fans. problem with being racist and favoring um, white people over black people. Well, I would agree with that. Also, if you are white, <clears throat> blonde, and skinny, they will more than likely like you. <laughs> like, when, I, when you name some of the most favorite queens from Drag Race, now, by the way, a lot of them are really talented, too. But also, they, if you name the one that people really love, a lot of them are just blonde and skinny and white, like Miss Cracker, uh, uh, Alaska Thunderfuck, Katya, Trixie Mattel, That's Pearl. That's true. I never thought, well, Tr Trixie is just recently skinny. Wow! <laughs> don't put, edit that out. Don't put that. Don't put that. No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna loop it. Trixie is just recently skinny. Trixie is just recently skinny. Trixie is just recently skinny. Wow! Don't you dare! Uh, yeah, that is sure. I never thought about it. And also, if you look in like the span of season ten. Now, granted, Miss Cracker was putting out like a lot of a lot of content and stuff, but like even like now, like now that now that the show the show has aired, like. 
the the least followed queens from the season are all the black queens. Except you. Except me. But isn't that so crazy, though? Because, I mean, I mean honestly, Monique, <clears throat> to me, Monique is so fucking funny. And if I was just watching the show, I would immediately try to find her on YouTube. But also, she just, she, she, yeah, she's, like, really fucking funny. And I would, like, try to find her and follow her to see, like, what she's doing. You know what I mean? So, that's a, it's just, it's, it's, like, a little crazy. Well, how many followers does Monique have? I'm looking up right now. I, don't, I think she has less than 70,000. Really? Yeah. That is crazy because she's she has sixty eight thousand. That is really crazy. She has how many? She has sixty eight thousand. Yeah, and like Monique is so fucking funny. She's so animated. Calorie has seventy eight point seven. Okay, seventy eight point seven. Yeah, that's crazy. I wow, know. that is. How, how, how about Asia O'Hara? Asia has I don't know I don't know how many. Seventy nine thousand. But Asia is so Asia is so fucking funny too. Well, on, yeah, that well is, by the way, I found out why she, why H. O'Hara looks like a news anchor to me. <laughs> why? It's her teeth. <laughs> They're very beautiful. They are beautiful. They are, excuse me, they are big and beautiful. H. O'Hara's teeth are the size of fingernails. These are <laughs> like, big. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I'm just going to assume she ordered these teeth. These do not look organic. <laughs> yes, they are. I, 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 I believe they are. Girl, no, these teeth are too perfect. Her teeth are literally, they are, they're not, her teeth are not, like, white, like, teeth white. Her teeth are white, like, paper white, okay? Okay, Bob, also, you know, people outside of New York City have health insurance, unlike the two of us, okay? So they can afford to upkeep nice teeth and things like that. We, we don't, we can't have nice things, we don't have insurance. Money, her, there's no way these are her real teeth. These teeth, by the way, my teeth aren't my real teeth. So I'm not here to like uh, shame anyone for their teeth. Most of my, not most, I have seven fake teeth. I don't have a whole lot of organics <laughs> left in my head, okay? If y'all rewind back to season eight, a lot of them, because Bob is constantly laughing, <laughs> and they love, they, they love getting you from a side angle in Drag Race, I've noticed. And just the whole back of your mouth is just. <laughs> yeah, it was very shady. It was all very, very shady. <laughs> But yeah, I, and I think that, that, that by the way, it was weird to watch everyone go crazy for Miss Cracker because I know why I love Miss Cracker. Right. She's I, really I, funny. She's really talented. One of the smartest people I know. One of the funniest folks I know. But watching the fans just be like that one, the blonde one. Yeah. That's the one I want to love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but, also, then again, think, every, but, but you have to also look at the demographic of fans. We have like the, the people who watch Drag Race are not. Well, at least not yet. I, I, I feel like I do feel like the tide is changing, but the people who watch Drag Race are not the love and hip hop people who are who who are like you know like black and Latino girls like like chilling with their man on a on a fucking Friday night watching love and hip hop. Like it's like it's like twelve to thirteen year old like um, young white and white girls and boys. And so I feel like the reason why they gravitate more towards those people is because those are people who look like them and. At the end, like when you're watching shows like that, it, like you gravitate to the people that you look like. Like when I, like I, of all the seasons of of, of all the Housewives franchises, I watch Housewives of Atlanta because I identify with those people the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So I feel like that's why it's like that. But but and also um, I want to say that I do think that Drag Race is a very young fan base, but I don't right. think that they're mostly. Uh, little white girls. I think that there's a, that a lot of Drag Race's fans are little white girls. Um, and I will say, like, when I, when I look at my statistics on Instagram, 61% of my followers are women, and 39% are men. Word. I identify as men. 
That's very so interesting. That is a, yeah, that is a very interesting statistic that, like, it's mostly women. And they're mostly between 18 and 34. Monet, what are, what are your statistics? Well, I'm looking it up right now, and I am gagged. Mine is right down the middle, 51%. Guess what? Women? No, 51% men, 49% women. Wow, there's a lot of trade looking you up, Monet. Oh, girl, but that's because I got that thick, fat, juicy ass. Hey. And where, where, where are most of your followers at? Most of them are in New York City and London. New York, then London? Yeah. Yeah, my, my number one is London. Actually, really? In, yep, very popular in London, apparently. And Word. then after that, New York, and after that, Toronto. Oh, my God. I'm New York, London, and Toronto. Yeah, and then Los Angeles, and then Sao Paulo, Brazil. Okay, I, I don't I don't got all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, have the, I do have that. I'm New York, London, Toronto, Sao Paulo, and L.A. I, yeah, Instagram is just making shit up. There's no way. No, I think that this is true, but this because this is where RuPaul's Drag Race is very popular. I guess. No, that, that is what it is. There's no guessing. That's yeah. what it is. All right, you, you you don't have to get an attitude. Um, the age range of my fans are from between eighteen to thirty-four. Same, eighteen thirty-four. Yeah, that's the most of them. I have I have I have a few old motherfuckers, sixty-five plus, that are into it. <laughs> that's your mama on there looking <laughs> on your page. My baby. Look at my baby. <laughs> my mother does not have social media. She can barely get her fucking Netflix to work. Is she, I remember you said. I remember the other day you were on the phone and you're like, "Your Netflix turned off." And your no, was it you? Your it mom was, was trying to figure out how to use yeah. Netflix. Oh my it god, it was so, so it was so annoying. Well, there is something annoying about talking to your mother about how to use technology. Oh, which it's is weird, so like, annoying. My mom is a. My mom used to like design websites for a living. Like my mom is a, is, a, is an IT specialist. Oh, work. So, uh, on a computer, she's great. Give her a phone, and she is has no clue. <laughs> I know your mom be posting videos on her story. Half a head because <laughs> if you guys want to have a tickle, go to Bob the Drag Mom. That's my mom's Instagram page, and a lot of her videos, her head is cut off. The pictures aren't even right. The videos stop half through while she's talking. She tried to text me today, and it took legit five minutes to send me a text on the phone. I was like, Ma, oh my god. So what? Well, but in her defense, she was trying to send a link. That's a, that's a whole different beast, honey. <laughs> Trying to teach Martha how to send a link. Um, but yeah, I, I do think I think the fans have a problem with 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 favoring white people. Um, but you have another theory that they do like certain black people, like Latrice Royale. Yeah. So my theory to that is that because Latrice Royale um, represents like that that like good old like happy go lucky. Like, like Auntie Mammy kind of figure to them. And do you think? So, how do you think they're gonna respond to the vixen, who is? Well, also that's another one. People, white folk also love um, black folk that quote unquote keep it real. Well, I think black folks like black folks that keep it real too, though. Yeah, you know, you know, I think you're right. I think I think everyone likes when someone quote unquote keeps it real. So, so you think you had a discussion about why they love, why people love Latrice and Oprah, but also I think that I don't think that I fall into that happy-go-lucky, uh, you know, uh, big black lady uh, realm. Um, but the fans still seem to take a like to me. Also, I will admit this too: I was not the fan favorite for my season. That's what I'm saying. Kim, Kim I think Chi people, was people, the people, fan people love you because people love and respect you, a because you're very talented, you're very funny, and that's like a whole other thing. But for someone who also because I'm not mean. 
Like you seem to you are me because you always have this this discourse and dialogue with your fans literally on like a every monthly basis when you feel like going in and you like you'll post a status or someone responds to your Twitter and Bob is just really feeling it and you know when Bob gets into replying to a fangirl it's like ninety one thousand uh, replies later down the rabbit hole about why you didn't smile for that picture but um anyway but yeah but that's different you're like really talented and you're like i mean and latrice of course obviously is very talented too but like you you're a comedian and you're funny and you have and you you are charming and also just because you're mean doesn't mean you're not charming you are a very charming person i would say this latrice is definitely a lot more likable than i am she's nicer than i am she's sweeter than i am right and yeah i don't know it's 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 a it's a weird uh it's a weird realm we live in and race is really difficult to navigate, but also people, like you said, people are just attracted to things that look like them. Yeah. That's why I like gay shit, because I'm like, I can relate to that. That's why you like what? Gay shit and black shit. Right. <laughs> if it's white and straight, I probably, if it's white and straight, I probably won't like it. But if it's black or gay, I'll probably like it. That's true. I mean, but yet you won't watch Housewives of Atlanta work. It's not that I, I. It's not like I'm just like avoiding Housewives of Atlanta. I just, I just never watched it. Like it just, it didn't end up on my radar. And it's because I don't know. I just don't watch it. I just, it just, it's not like I'm avoiding Housewives. I watch well, Housewives. Why? I, I want to like. Why? You need to watch it. All right, I'll watch it. You want me to watch it? I'll watch it. Right. I also feel honestly. I feel like too. I'm just too far behind. Like no, when you come in this late to the game, like I. I don't know these people. I don't know these hoes. It's like but, it's like trying to watch the card. Uh, I was hanging out with Assad, trying to watch the fucking Kardashians. I don't know. All, I only know Kim, Caitlyn, and Kanye. I don't know anyone else. No, Chloe. You I love. You so said lost. you love Chloe. I don't know who Chloe is. Is she the one that used to be fat? <laughs> yeah, but then she drank um, that flat tummy tea, and look what happened. Did she really drink flat tummy tea? <laughs> Probably. No, but, uh, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know the Kardashians. I know Caitlyn, Kim, and Kanye. That's it. Like I don't know anyone else. Go for Ke- um, Honestly, Kanye is if not Kendall a Jenner, Kardashian. if Kendall Jenner walked into my apartment right now, I would be like, "Dear stranger, can I have a can of Pepsi?" I say, "You exactly. <laughs> can I have a can of Pepsi?" <laughs> is she the one that gave the Pepsi? Yeah, that's her. Oh my god! By the way, also me not watching the Kardashians isn't me trying to be cool. Some people are like, I don't watch Kardashians. It's not because I'm I'm above it. I just happen to not watch the Kardashians. That's really what it is. And the same with Real Housewives of Atlanta. I just happen to not watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's it. But I like I was telling you, Housewives. It's like it's like fucking Black Mirror, girl. You can you know it's it is seasonal and it's episodic. You can literally just bump it into this coming season or next season, and you'll be just <coughs> fine. All right, I, I I will I will watch the latest episode of Real House. Is it on Hulu? Okay, now we're now we're now we're at the end of the season. Then no. Okay, I watched. You said I could watch any episodes. See, I meant, I meant season. You you need to you need to start at the season. All right, I'll start at the beginning of this season. I watched episode one of this past season. Okay, work. Before we talk next, speak, last thing I want to say. Before, speaking of black and gay, did you get a chance to listen to Forbid or watch Forbidden by Tyler Call? I did. A little Toddy rock star. Uh, my favorite song from. Uh, by the way, I'm going to the concert tonight. Wait, what? Yes, Miss Thing. Yes, Miss Thing. Okay, wait. Let, let me let me see what the flights are like. Maybe I can meet you there. It takes six hours to get from New York to San Francisco. Oh nice my Friday. god, I'm so mad. Well, you've been in a Tadric Hall concert. I, I I was in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, girl, I turned it out. Monet did the pre-show and she did my and she did she was my understudy. She did my part. Oh my god, boy, sit your ass all the way down. I'm not I'm nobody's fucking understudy. Because you, you, you were not, listen, not listen, listen. Part. First of all, just because you asked to do a music video doesn't mean Todrick wanted you on the tour. Let's just get that straight. Money, I was too busy to do the tour. That is not true because you weren't. Yes, I was. I was not anybody understudy. I Todrick asked me he was like, Money, I would love you to do it. I, he was like, he specifically said, I did not ask Bob. I really want you to do it. So first of all, that's yeah. That. He he said I, he said out loud, I I don't want Bob. I'm sure he didn't he didn't um, say it out loud. He texted it to me. I, I, you know what? I'm not in the business <laughs> of screenshot and stuff, so I'm not gonna put it out there. But that's what happened. <laughs> um, my favorite two, my two favorite songs are Nobody and Thug. Okay, I love Thug because it's a really hot video. It's mm-hmm. absurd. Oh, the guys Absurdly are so hot. hot. And I love uh, uh, B, Beyonce. Oh, I do like that one too. Bitch, I was your B. And uh, Tantric has his drag game is getting fierce. I will say I liked, I liked the unicorn look, but I, nothing compares to that Glenda and Elphaba um, a combo of Oz, straight out of Oscar. I mean, it was literally, it was perfection. Well, that was Christopher Palou designed that one, and it I believe was, the hair and the was makeup by, too. The, okay, makeup by Miss Fame, hair by Domino, and uh, gown by Christopher Palou. It was so perfect. The way that Fame snatched that fucking Elphaba brow girl back to the back of his neck was everything. It was fierce. I'm not gonna take that away. It was fucking fierce. And Forbidden is amazing, guys. You should. By the way, this is not a paid endorsement. How they asked us to do this. It is literally just like. I really believe in black queerness. I think that Todrick is a superstar. I think that he is the next big thing. And I think that you should go check out. If Forbidden is in your town, go see it. You really and should. more than it's anything, amazing. go and click on the link. And if you have not watched Shred of Oz, go back and watch that too. Oh, Shred of Oz is so good. Yeah. Okay, great. Brilliant. Okay, when is, when is he going to pay us? Is, is he going to Venmo us? Yeah, he's going to Venmo us. Yeah. And get these cookies. All right, let's read some um, Twitter comments from the fans. Okay. All right, here we have um, at Count277. Uh, says, fierce chat regarding religion. We have to be able to criticize, question, and debate what we love. I am a queer pagan guy and value inquiry, reflection, and exploring taboos. Awesome. Word. A queer pagan? What? What is a pagan again? Uh, a person holding religious beliefs other to those of the main world religions. Thank you for that, girl. And uh, that was from at count to seventy-seven. And I have another comment from. Um, wait, can we alternate? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. See, yeah, Bob always trying to run me over, girl. Um, this one is from at nine major Vinette. I hope I said that right. Um, I love the religion talk. Growing up in the French Caribbean in a non-religious family, I used to get condescending comments as a child from religious people basically implying that someday I would understand and be quote-unquote saved. Did you did you ever feel that as a Caribbean kid? Well, my family was pretty religious. Uh, not like super religious, but we, like, we went to church here and there. And um, my mom, she wasn't... My mom is a very blunt person, very honest. She's very, like, in your face. She's very loud. She's very outspoken. And uh, she was not really the church-going type. But now in her later years, she has she goes to church once in the blue. But she was um, 
she was never she, she my mom would be like who cares what they think that's not your fucking business fuck them and but not work. saying it like that work yeah. um this is one from um at the quirky woman i'm not even a podcast kind of girl but i am falling in love with hashtag sibling rivalry podcast bob the drag queen on exchange are so succinct and eloquent parentheses eloquent on every <laughs> subject there's some some michelle facade shade in there thank you uh i'm gonna like her comment and you give know, her a heart oh i don't have internet but when i get connection later i'm gonna do the same should i send a heart or an eggplant 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 sent this is from at cali94612 is that your area code girl did i put your area code in your profile that is not safe <laughs> Um, it's an area code, Monet. Zip, zip code, sorry. Zip code. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a zip code. There's a lot of people in that zip code, probably. Yeah, but not a lot of people that look like him. That's true. Um, did Bob really say Monet looked like a stupid basset hound? <laughs> Crying, laughing face emoji times three. I died. Yes, he did. Go back I to... I did not. I said I said St. Bernard. <laughs> you are so <laughs> Girl, you are so rude. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I love it, you. It is in episode two. Go to episode two. It's toward, like, the middle of the end, kind of. Um, oh but you know, you know what? You know what? I'm going to fast forward. I'm going to post it on my Twitter if you want to hear Bob. And also, also, what really pissed me off was his, like, not reneging on it. He said it. And I was like, did you just call me that? He, and, you, and then Bob goes, yes. And I don't take it back. I meant it. And I was like... That I said what I said. It is so rude. Oh, that's another Nene quote. That's legendary. I know. Well, I love you. Okay, let's just let's just make that clear. <laughs> I love you too. Um, all right. If you guys have a comment you want us to read, uh, then please uh, hashtag sibling robbery podcast yeah, on girl. Twitter. And if it's funny or lit or nice, we will read it. Work. And if it's a nude, you I'm definitely gonna if you can you can tell me to eat some shit. But if you attach a nude to it, I'm gonna read it on this motherfucking uh podcast. I promise. Well it's true. You can send nudes on Twitter. Twitter will not block your nudes. So. Yeah, so you can send nudes on Instagram too. No, but but they'll well, yeah, that's true. But I mean if they put them on Twitter, we can all see them. So if you if you if you post a nude at hashtag slipping rivalry podcast, then we will definitely read it. A thousand percent. Um, Cut to next week. We have like three hundred news. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it, girl. The whole podcast is just us reading fan fan tweets. Have with a news. About, maybe we have a whole discussion about sending nudes. Yeah, we should do that because I have I have very strong feelings about it, and we we don't agree at all on that. Well, I think you shouldn't be sending nudes. No, no, but then you said when you have nudes, you're okay with like one, you like two or three of the things. I'm like, no, I need a dick pic and a face pic regardless. Oh, you mean that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it in another podcast. Don't talk about it now. Uh, (laughs) Do you have, um, okay, now, last time we we logged off, you said you didn't like love your sis. So have you thought of anything since then? Um, Yes, I did. What? Bye. <laughs> that is stupid. Sibling Rivalry Podcast is proudly presented by The Only Productions. We want to thank you, the listeners, for listening and commenting. And a thanks to our producer, Mitch Farino. Bye, guys. Bye. It was just like a big, uncut monster.